What's going on, everybody? It's J House Radio, episode three. Happy Halloween for those who are out there celebrating that. Man, it feels really weird that this is episode three. I feel like we've been recording like 20 episodes by now, honestly. But KJ and your boy Los, as always. What's up, buddy? As always, I'm here to crack stupid jokes. That's what you're here for. That's the only reason why I add you to the show. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, you got any plans for Halloween, man? You got anything Anything you doing? You going trick-or-treating or anything? Uh, no, I, I am just DJing a school dance. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm probably going to do something with the kids, maybe take them out, get some candy, and that's about it. Just watch horror movies all day. So, that's pretty much all I'm doing. Hell no, I live a horror movie. I work with kids. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into the news. First things first, we're going to start with a little bit of gaming news slash music news. Um, there, we have some mu- music artists that are a little upset because Fortnite is using some music artists dance and, you know, like some of their dances from their, from their videos in the game, basically. And a lot of artists are getting a little upset about that because they're charging people to use these dances in like, um, like, like loot box packs in the game and they're charging them for it. Uh-huh. And, um, Chance the Rapper, he actually, uh, had a quote and I quote, Fortnite should put the actual rap songs behind the dances that make so much money as emotes. Black creatives created and popularized these dance, but never monetized them. Imagine the money people are spending on these emotes being shared with the artists that made them, end quote. So uh, Chance the Rapper feels like, just kind of like how like back in the day when they felt like Elvis stole a lot of black artists' music and kind of made his own, Chance the Rapper is feeling that that's the same thing that's happening with rap artists except as far as their dances. So No, he's being, a, he's, being a cry, he's being a fucking crybaby. I'm sorry. How, how many times in the 80s did rappers sample... Funk songs, soul songs, James Brown. They never gave him royalties. Please. How many people have done the moonwalk? Please. <laughs> the moonwalk isn't even originated by Michael Jackson. It's originated by people in the 30s and 40s. You can see it. It's a vaudeville dance, okay? Um, so, no, he's just being a big baby. I want money because I have no talent. Whatever, <laughs> shut up. Fucking make your next record and grow up. Nah, dude, listen, we, we all can sit and complain Oh, you know, bitch, but I have my money. Give me my money. I did this. I did that. So what? Okay. Fortnite found a business scheme that works for them. Uh, these dances, if the, if the kids didn't like it, they wouldn't buy it. Well, guess what? You can't, you can't copyright your dance. So, so what? Big deal. That is true. That's true. I mean, you can't really, a dance is just a move. That's like saying, oh, I walk this way so nobody else can walk this way. I'm going to go get a copyright on that. It's like, eh, it's, it's, it's a move. It's not like it's a work of art. It's not like it's an actual song or like an art piece or something like that. And granted, I'm not saying that dancing isn't a work of art, but it's kind of hard to copyright that. I mean, I get what they're saying if they just say, hey, I just want a little recognition. Because if you think about some kids that actually play Fortnite, they look at these okay. dances you know what? and say... No. no, no, no. Who said this? Chance the Rapper? You said? Uh, That quote, yes. Chance the Rapper said that quote. Yeah. Okay. Well, why doesn't Chance the Rapper give credit to every single little rapper before him? The Sugar Hill Gland, Public Enemy, all the other ones. It's con- You want your money and you want your credit when it's convenient for you. Guess what? You are stepping on the, on the shoulders of giants to get where you're at. Okay. 
Akamino thanked Run DMC for being the first hip hop band to have a world tour and have a gold record. No, no, don't don't give me any of that. If you're not gonna recognize the past hip hop greats, then no one should recognize you moving your hips. What it is in the game, like let's say if Chance the Rapper did a dance and he called it the banana. I don't know, whatever. So in the game, they'll take okay. that dance, they'll change the name, they'll call it, I don't know, like the strawberry. And then they'll package it and put it in their game to like sell it for kids to buy it for the character. And I think artists just want to say, you know what? I get it. You're, you're using my dance and that's all fine and dandy. But if you're going to use it, at least say, at least put my name in it. At least put the actual name of the dance. I mean, some artists want money from it and some artists just want to be recognized. I think if they want to be recognized, I think that's fine. You know, because there's kids that's playing this game that see these dances and they're like, oh, Fortnite made that dance. And that artist took that dance from Fortnite, which in actually, in all actuality, it's, it's the other way around. You know, so I think some artists just want to be recognized as, hey, like, I made that dance. At least put my name in it, you know? Okay. And how many artists want to be recognized for their songs when samples were taken from, from them? Samples were used from their songs. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. If you're not willing to give your, uh, you know, credit to someone that you sample their music from, mm -hmm. then no one should give you credit for your dance. The problem is now that a lot of these rappers, hip hop isn't what it used to be. I think at the end of the day, I think it's just art imitating art imitating art. That's just the entertainment business. Everything imitates something else, basically, and that's pretty much where we're at. You know, so. Listen, if we started giving credit to every person who we were inspired from or who we, quote unquote, took that dance or took that move or took that paintbrush or took that note or took that chord progression, <laughs> um, literally, we would never stop thanking somebody oh, until yeah, you hit course. the caveman, until you hit the caveman who accidentally like threw a rock against another rock and made a sound. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just, so what? Yeah, I mean, I just think that, I mean... I get it, but I think it's a little overzealous in my opinion, you know. All right, so I want to get your opinion on another topic here. Um, there's, uh, well, esports is kind of blowing up right now. Um, it's becoming like a household thing. You see a lot of esports games are popping up on ESPN and things like that. Now, now do you, when you say esports, you kind of mean more like competitive gaming? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, like, games okay. like Overwatch and, like, CSGO, things like that. Like, like a lot of games are becoming really, like, competitive. And there are different esports leagues out there. And they have one esports league, which is a cannabis esports league, um, which is really weird. Um, oh, not another one. Yeah, there's a <laughs> – it's supposed to be based out in California, I think. Um, and it's an esports league that requires you to be – like, you have to be high in order to be in a the league. They have ways to check for it to make sure that you're actually high while playing the game. And, like, the owner said that he thinks that, like, cannabis is becoming, like, a really big company right now. And it's becoming more accepted, supposedly, worldwide. And he thinks that a lot of people should stop stressing so much about life and just be more high to enjoy life. And that's why he wants, and he feels like it's good to add that concept to gaming. I don't know. It's weird, man. Like, what do you, what's your take on that? Okay. I, did, let me give one opinion and then I'll get into the rest of it. Okay. Um, I, I, I think people need to stop escaping so much. 
I don't care whether it's booze, whether it's alcohol, whether it's mushrooms, whether it's, you know, some other crazy thing that you use mm-hmm. uh, to get high and not live in reality for a bit. I really think people need to stop. Um, I think reality has a lot to offer. Not that, you know, you know, using your drug of choice to, 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 to chill, relax, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I just kind of think people need to live in reality for a bit. You know, because that's just nonsense. I need to be high to do something. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I mean, I but think it's if that's I what you need. Weird, if that's what you need to accomplish any task, that says something wrong with the individual. Because oh, I need to be high to make a beat. No, then obviously you don't understand yourself or your own feelings or how music works. You know, for yourself. Yeah, I need to be high to play a video game. Why? Do you have anxiety problems? Is that what it is? <laughs> okay. That's my rant. Live in reality for a while. Okay. The second thing is to to say you have to be high to be in this league. It's it's just ridiculous nonsense. It's like, you know, like if there's a Jack Daniels esports team, they're not saying <laughs> you all gotta I'm be drunk that. on Jack Daniels when I'm we play video one. games. <laughs> Hey, well, uh, I, I just, level I just think the Jack, premise so. of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, I love Jack Daniels, but I'm just saying the premise of it. I think is silly. Okay, like I think, oh, you got to be high. No, no. How about you know, I mean, call it whatever you want. You know, I'm so stoned, my balls fall off my head. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I think um, it's a little ridiculous. I, I just think it's ridiculous. I think it's a ridiculous premise, and I think it's a little immature. That that's my my take on it, you know. You want to be in it in a league in a team, whatever it's called. Awesome, okay. Um, do you want to pay people who are who are more into you know, um, living the herbal life? Um, wonderful, but to say, yo man, like you gotta be like so stunned to like play that. It's like totally awesome. Hey, look, you know, right with in. the purple nurple circle stuff. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I went man. to art school, so trust me, I heard a lot of it. <laughs> uh, I, I, just, I just think it's, I think it's a little immature. Honestly, I think it's immature, and I think it's, it's silly. You yeah, know? Um, I mean, I, I honestly, I just, I feel the same way. I think it is a little immature. I think it's going to be a gimmick. It'll probably last for, like, you know, a year. I don't even think it's going to even hit mainstream, something like that. You're not going to see on TV, oh, the Cannabis League is live tomorrow night, like, People aren't going to watch that. They're going to look at that and be like, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? And then you got to worry about insurance problems because, like, what if somebody gets too high? And what if you have, like, a sporting event and they start fighting the other competitors? And it's it's silly. What if if you're competing in a state that that it's not legal? Exactly. I don't know. The whole marijuana market is it's really changing and it's getting to the point where people are starting to buy stock in marijuana businesses because it's obviously becoming legal in a lot of states so it's yes and no yes and no okay here's the one thing that that most people don't know if you have um what the hell is it called well you're allowed to sell weed uh in in certain states uh what like a license to do it or something like that dispensary Okay. If you have a dispensary, okay, let's say you and I own a dispensary, right? Okay. We get money from this dispensary, obviously. We could be making $100,000 a week. Do you know we're not allowed to put that money in a bank? Really? Why? 
We're not allowed to put that money in a bank because it is against federal law. But the state allows it. But so we can't do will, anything with it because... So the state will allow you the to The state allows the sale, the sales and distribution of marijuana, right? But okay. the federal law doesn't allow it. So you're not allowed to you take your money and put it in the bank. Because if you do, you're now a drug trafficker. Wow. I did not know that. That's really interesting. Yeah, there's all these... There's all these little crazy. Yeah, that's ABC News who, who told me that, who taught me this. Um, really? And there's all these little <laughs> weird laws around Thanks, it ABC. and stuff like that. That you know, that it makes the legalization of it, you know, um, tricky. You know. Yeah. And I think the things that will make it better are things like putting those alcohol laws on there, putting those tax laws on there. Once the government is earning money off a product, no matter what the product is, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, marijuana, cocaine, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, opiates, opiates, yeah. um, it becomes something very different. And I just think that to sit there and be like, yeah, man, like, alcohol's a crutch. <laughs> you're oh, like, man. yeah, I sure, mean, Stoner City. It's, it's, it's definitely going to be some fine print in that area. It's, it's not just going to be as simple as saying, oh, it's legal. We can all smoke it now. Like, it's there's going to be a lot of fine print, you know, behind it. I mean, I think there's going to be some kind of walls and regulation, just like how they have with alcohol and stuff like that. I think they're going to have something like that in place with, you know, weed. It's, I don't think it's just going to be like, all right, anybody can smoke it, and that's it. Like, there's going to be laws enforced to kind of keep it under control because I feel like just letting that out there like that I feel like things are going to get a little out of control honestly in my opinion but then again maybe it'll make society better you know maybe uh, we the next thing we should talk about is the new PlayStation uh, you were kind of telling me a little bit about it but I didn't really um, get a chance to and I'm going to be honest like study it as much as I could but uh, yeah. go ahead, shoot off the whole topic in more detail. Um, well, Sony CEO Kenichiro, let me try to say his name. I'm going to try it. Kenichiro Yoshida. <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. But um, Bless you. He stated, <laughs> <laughs> he said that basically he thinks it's time for the next generation console to be worked on. It's time to upgrade the hardware. Uh, me personally, I'm a PlayStation guy. I've been a PlayStation guy for years. And I think where the PS4 is at right now, I think it's a pretty good place. The PS4 Pro is pretty powerful. Um, it's not as powerful as the Xbox One X. But you can get your uh, 4K in certain games. You can do um, HD like movies. And I think it's pretty powerful. It's like Some of the games look amazing, like God of War and Spider-Man, things like that. But my thing is that I mean, I'm always excited about new consoles, but I'm just wondering, do we need one? And I guess it depends on when they decide to come out with it. Um, because if they come out with a new one, like, what are they going to do different? I mean, I guess it could be native 4K, because PS4 is not native 4K. So maybe they can do that. But what else are they really going to bring to the table? You know? Uh, um, they could so. bring a lot. Virtual, re virtual reality, augmented reality. Um yeah. They could literally change the controller where um, add a gyroscope to it. So as you turn your controller, mm -hmm. when you play, it could add a certain element to it. Like yeah. like X could be a kick, but if you twist your controller, it turns into a spin kick. If you twist it and move it down, 
oh, it wow, becomes, that's pretty dope. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> things like cool. that. I mean, yeah. you, you could you could do to it. Um, I always think this should be the next development in gaming because gaming's become a skill and it, it's become a job skill because they're now making planes, 747s, where there is uh, no windows. It's literally just really? a TV screen and controllers. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about, you know, people who fly drones. They're flying, essentially, the console is a very big video game, you know, with real-world yeah. consequences. But, and I do think that, you know, they need to develop the next thing. It's no different than a car. It's like saying, oh, the you know, we should stop at steam engine cars because, you know, what else could we possibly develop? Well, <laughs> next came the electric car, okay? Oh, exactly. what next we can develop? Well, okay, the gasoline car. And then the old electric cars died away. Now the new electric cars are removing the old gasoline. Like, I, I just think there always needs to be new development. And I think that Sony, by looking at the PS4 going, okay, we've rested on our laurels long enough. Let's go to the PS5. I think it's doing the smart move. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a few graphical enhancements they can add to it. Obviously, um, they can always upgrade the graphics card and... I think the number one thing that I want to see, because I own a PSVR, and the one thing I hate about the PSVR is that there's so many cables, and there's like a little box you got to plug in. It's it's just kind of annoying. It kind of makes it a little stressful to just take it out and play it. So the next thing I would want to see is, I want to see like an HD VR with no wires, just either just plug it straight into the system, or just have like a little USB to make it like a Bluetooth VR headset. I definitely want to see that. Um, and I just want to see more backwards compatibility. Like I want to be able to play some PS One games on my on my PS Five because I think one advantage that the Xbox I don't. has. You I don't want to play PS One. I don't want to play my PS One games on my PS Five. I want to play it on my PS Four, but I don't want to play it on my PS Five. I think four versions is okay to be backwards compatible, but anything past that, then you're just um, it, it's going to slow down your development. It's like, okay, it's like you dated, you know, Jenny in your freshman year of high school, you know, okay. Juana in your sophomore, you know, Leslie in your junior, and Paula in your senior, okay? Yeah, yeah you can still hang out with the, with the girl you dated in freshman year, but why would you want to? You know, I just think at a certain point, you have to just let go of the legacy stuff and move forward. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play PS1, my PS5. I might want to play PS4 games on my PS5, yeah. but I would be I would be okay saying, "Hey, PS5, six, seven, and eight are compatible, but it's not backwards compatible with four, three, two, and one." I'm okay with that because okay. why should you sense. slow down development of your platform? You're right. I guess I never thought about that. I mean, I just thought it was cool to like. I'm not saying that like I would want to go back and play every PS1 game. It's just like there may be like one or two that I might want to go back and play, but I guess that's the reason why PlayStation is also coming out with their PlayStation Classic, just kind of how, kind of like they came out with like the Nintendo Classic. They're doing a PlayStation right. Classic. So I guess that can be the answer for certain games, you know, that you might want to go back and play that you can't play now. So that could be the answer. Um, but I don't know. I think it's interesting that they're working on it. Um, I knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time with them saying when. So they really didn't announce when. But I don't see it coming at least to like maybe 2020, 2021. I, I don't see it coming next year. I think next year is just too soon. Well, how many I years was so. it between the PS3 and the PS4? It was something like eight years or nine years, right? 
Uh, PS3, PS, yeah, something like that. And I think the PS4 has been out for about what six, two, six, right? Five. No, PS4. It's been, been out for out. six years. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, I think it's been out for about six years now. Honestly, really, I thought um, it was less. No, yeah, it's been out for about six years. Because you got to remember, uh, they just came out with the PS4 Pro. That's been out for two years. So, in the PS, in like the regular PS4, like. I think I said, like, like I said, yeah, it's been like three more years with that one. So, yeah, I think it's been out for about five or six years. So, it's pretty much about that time. That's why I think it's oh, okay. at least going to target at least 20, 2020. Like, I see it come out 2020. So, uh, so, that's not actually, I actually thought it was less, but yeah, 2020. It's a pretty good date, pretty good year for it. We're going to end our news segment there. We're going to get into some regular show topics. Uh, one thing I also wanted to bring up is, um, I actually had a guy a few years ago in Jersey. His name was Tico. Um, he helped me um, get into some open mic nights when I first started doing music and things like that. Okay. He has his own um, like radio show, like kind of like what we do is like a podcast radio show, except he does like 24-7 music and he talks about like politics and things like that. Uh, he actually gave us a shout out uh, on his show. Awesome. Um, yeah, he played one of our segments, I think from episode one or two. So he gave us a shout out. Uh, I'm actually going to be on his show soon. I, I don't know when yet. Uh, just co- like co-hosting just for like one of his episodes. Um, his show is called Freedom Pop Radio. You can find him at freedompopradio.com. Freedom He's, Pop? P-O-T? Uh, P-O-P. Like, oh, like Freedom popcorn. Pop. Okay. Yeah. Freedompopradio.com. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be on that show. Once I find out when I'm going to be on that show, I'll let you guys know so you guys can check me out. But yeah, check out Tico at freedompopradio.com. Show him some love over there. Like, comment, and subscribe to his stuff too. Uh, no, seriously, like you really should do that because a lot of that stuff really, uh, helps him with sponsors and things like that. And, you know, if you come over there, help him out, you know, um, of course it might, might, it might, it might seem silly to you, but it could be the difference between, you know, eating right and eating wrong, you know, don't exactly. let them be stuck on ramen. At least let, at least let them order out something like comment, subscribe. <laughs> it actually means something. No, it, it, it may sound silly, man, but like, you know, when you're doing your, your, your livelihood online or, or a big part of your money flow comes from that, you know, people doing those things may seem small, but it really is, you know, something huge. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, just with our show in general right now, like if, if any of you guys want to leave a comment, you know, in, in the iTunes section or a comment on the, on our YouTube channel, like that really helps basically. So if, if you can check out our YouTube channel and subscribe there, uh, subscribe on iTunes, uh, just leave like a review on iTunes. That'll help get, get more, get more views on iTunes. So the more reviews we get, it'll push us up. So when people search for a podcast and say, Hey, I want to listen to something new, the more reviews we get, it'll push our podcast into the eyes of more people. So if you guys yes. can leave reviews, that'll definitely help out for sure. You know. Also, don't forget we have a Patreon page, um, and we're putting oh, yeah, to, trying to sure. we're trying to put together some rewards for you. But one thing we're thinking of doing is adding uh, an after show, and the after yeah. show will either consist of stuff we edited out or new stuff we record specifically just for the after show. Uh, we want to give you guys more to listen to, um, you know, more to laugh at or enjoy, or or you know, call one of us stupid probably me. Uh, <laughs> Um, like so you, yeah. all that does all that <laughs> stuff does help um seriously so uh what what was his name again that gave us a shout out 
Uh, Tico. Uh, his name is Tico. On Freedom Tico Pop Radio. And yeah. Tico on Freedom Pop Radio. Tell him I said hello and, uh, you know, that, that we appreciate the shout out. For sure. Also, um, Loach just mentioned the Patreon page. Uh, our Patreon page can be located at patreon.com forward slash KJ of J House. I have some tiers set up on there. I'm probably going to work out the kinks on some of those tiers. Um, but just feel free to check it out. We're going to have some exclusive stuff for certain members only on Patreon that you might not find on YouTube, Instagram, or anything like that. So just check it out. Uh, once again, that's patreon.com forward slash KJ of J House. Um, I actually wanted to ask you a question, KJ, now that you're here about Patreon. How would you feel about uh, handing out um, a $50 gift certificate once we get um, 100 uh, comments? Oh, wow. On Patreon or? Uh, on iTunes. iTunes? Yeah. That's actually a good idea because I, I, I've been looking for some incentive. Um, I have an incentive right now for our YouTube channel that once we hit 50 subscribers, I was going to try to get. Uh, two out of those 50 subscribers, a free J House t-shirt or hoodie. And I think as far as the iTunes thing, I think that'll be a good idea too. You know, I just try to motivate people to show J House some love. So Yeah, and let's keep it simple. Let's do, you know, uh, first 100 comments, get to $50 iTunes. Uh, uh, and and I, do you want to do an iTunes gift card or do you want to do an Apple Star gift card? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I guess since it's on iTunes, maybe we could do like an iTunes gift card or maybe we could just do Apple. So that way they can either do iTunes or anything Apple. I think that'll be cool. All right, we'll do that. So, so yeah, uh, I'll, I'll definitely try to work on that this week and try to get that on the uh, Patreon page. So. Yeah. Remember, 100 for sure. comments. For sure, so, for sure. I think also, that'll help us out um, a lot. So, yes, you know, just show us some love, guys, for sure. I mean, that's going to keep the show running and, you know, allow us to do more with it. So, um, all right, I wanted to also touch base on some more show topics as well. Um, Disney just came out with the Aladdin uh, teaser trailer, just a, I think like a few weeks ago. Oh, what's what's with that? You don't like that? You um, forward to it? No, I, I'm really not looking forward to it. Why like, not? Well, okay, well, first of all, um, I wasn't raised on Disney. I was raised on Warner Brothers. So, uh, okay. I, I, you know... Donald Duck was probably the only real Disney I saw growing up as a kid, you know, because he was kind of funny. But I would see him very rarely because, you know, they didn't really show his stuff. I mean, you give me Bugs Bunny, you give me the Roadrunner cartoon, like you give me all those and I laugh my ass off sober. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) sober, sober. You know, I don't I don't partake in the herbal essence. I don't really drink, you know, sober. Um, I laugh my ass off. You know, like when I see a stupid moment, I, I quote Foghorn Leghorn, you know. <laughs> I grew up on both um, Disney and WB, so um, I'm like in the middle of the pack. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if it's going to be good because I just I can't see that movie being a live action movie. Well, my thing is, at a certain point, um, you know, yeah, OK, you want to make live versions of it for whatever reason. But Aladdin just feels greedy. It just feels like, hey, we want your money. Give us more oh, money. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. Um, and I've seen Aladdin once and not all the way through. And what I did see, it was enjoyable, memorable, more for Robin mm-hmm. Williams than anything else. And a lot of the magic of Aladdin is Robin Williams. 
and oh, yeah, um, you're not gonna you're not gonna catch that that type of lightning in a bottle again. You're not. I just and so it feels like a, just a greedy cash grab to me, and that's why I'm just like you know really just I just don't think it's unnecessary. Put it on Broadway. So you hear awesome. Oh yeah, see that would have made more sense. Like if you said Aladdin coming to Broadway, I, I would have been like, you know what? Okay, I'm, I'm, I might go see that. I'll take my kids. But the movie, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I like Aladdin, but I'm, I'm really skeptical. I'm probably still gonna go see it, but I'm still a little skeptical. And especially being that they said Will Smith was gonna play the genie. Uh, oh my God, know. no! Oh, you didn't hear that about that? Is a terrible. You didn't choice. hear about that? Will Smith no. is playing genie. I was like. I love oh, Will. Don't get it twisted. I love me some Will Smith, but when they say he was playing genie, I was like, I, I don't. How is that gonna sound? How is that gonna look? You know what I mean? And I know you don't want to compare him to Robin Williams, but I'll, people... I'll compare. I'll compare him. It's gonna be real simple. <laughs> well, you know, I'm Will Smith, and I play Will Smith in every part. So you know, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna act like myself, like I did in every movie. I know. That's why I'm like, I love Will, but I just don't know about Will Smith playing the genie, man. I, I don't know no, how that's going to fit. It, I don't it, know. Should, it, it should go to a comedian, point blank. It should. It should, you honestly. Know? I mean, I don't know. I I mean, just like you said, they probably just using this for a crap. I mean, crab grab. For a cash grab. <laughs> just like what they're are you probably thinking? doing. I know. <laughs> I know, right? Um, just like for example, you know they're remaking Pet Cemetery, another movie I want to touch base on too. Like I feel like, it, I feel like a lot of these. I feel like the movie game is changing. I guess people are getting. I don't know if they're just getting less creative or they're just getting lazy because I'm no, seeing no. so uh, many it, remakes. It, it's neither. It, it's it's uh, they're taking less risks. Um, why spend a hundred million dollars, which is a lot of money? Yeah. On on this one project that maybe it'll earn your money back. You know, yeah. you have a twenty percent chance of earning your money back, or you could redo Pet Cemetery that'll give you an eighty percent chance of making your money back. It's because the risk. It's, it's something recognizable, that's why, yeah. Well movie making has become more and more expensive. I mean when I was in college, like I could do a full blown feature for like eleven thousand dollars. Oh yeah. On, on borrowed equipment. You know, and by the way, that was the '90s people, not the '70s. <laughs> um, and so, His age himself. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't mind it. You know, like you know, I am how old as I am, and you know, hell, I'm damn lucky to be here. Exactly. Um, and the other thing is to, um, you know, and the funny thing is, like that same movie you can make for eleven thousand dollars in the '90s, you can now make for like. Eleven hundred dollars today, yeah. You know, with a DSLR, um, with independent stuff. But when you go to major, major mo- mo- uh, motion pictures, it's a lot of money, a lot of marketing, and it's just real expensive. And I can understand why they're taking less risks. But if Hollywood didn't take risks, you'd never have the Matrix trilogy. Exactly. Yep. You'd never have the Back right. to the Future trilogy. I, I just kind of think that. You wouldn't have, I mean, Deadpool, only reason why it was made, because the leaked test footage, you know, went over so well. Yeah, and that was a risk, too. A superhero film that's rated R, like, 
people, we thought we would have never seen that. We thought we would have never seen it. I knew it would happen. I knew it would happen. Yeah. Just the I same way it, horror, horror movies went from rated R to PG-13. Yeah, I know. I knew that I would happen, like, too. I feel like that, like, people may not think that ratings matter, but I feel like ratings for a certain genre can either kill or make the film. And I think PG-13 ratings kill horror movies. It really does. I, I agree with opinion. you 100,000 percent. It kills it. Because then you Absolutely. It's, it's almost as if like it's saying, all right, we got to hold ourselves back because of this rating. But if you're rated R, it's like, you know what? We could do whatever we want. It's not saying that just because it's rated R, there's, there's got to be sex everywhere and stuff like that. But it just allows you to just do what you want to do. You know. Dude, you can get a rated X rating for saying the word fuck too many times in a movie. Really? Yeah, man. Like, I like, never knew that. Yeah. It happened to a lot of um a lot of our a lot of movies. You know, they said one too many fucks. Oh, you said fuck, you know, I mean I'm just picking random numbers out of you know out of my ass just to sort of make a point. <laughs> like they're like, Oh, you said hundred and twenty three fucks in this movie. The limit is one hundred, you know, get rid of twenty three and you'll get your R rating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, that's like, hilarious. It's oh, silly. Man. It's silly. But like, you know, like Marvel movies being PG-13 makes a lot of sense. You know, they're more yeah. family oriented films and these characters are mostly family oriented and things like yeah. that. Although, you know, they, in the comic book history, they've had some non-family stuff. But Deadpool never was, you know, you know, kid friendly. Yeah, he never was, honestly. That's why if they decided to do a PG-13 Deadpool, it it would not have done good. It would have been horrible, honestly, because it would have held it back, you know? Right, but the question is, where what would they have trimmed down? The violence or uh, the language? They would, have trim, they would have to trim everything down. The violence would have to be trimmed drastically. The I don't language, think so. I don't think so. Because the so? one thing right, so about America, which is really funny, is, you know, like, you can't show a tit because, oh, my God, you can't show somebody a woman naked. Oh, my God, you have a woman naked. How shocking. You know, yeah. but you can chop her head off as long as she has her shirt on. And that's perfectly acceptable. I just I don't understand that about America. You know, like yeah, we could be violent, but we can't see nudity, you know, like, yeah. why? Yeah, like in, 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 in film, the rating thing is really weird, man, because it's. It's such a gray area. Like, you don't really... I don't know. It's it's just really... It's, it's really weird. But, I mean, you know, back on the topic, I just feel like um, Hollywood is changing. Um, and I think another reason why they're probably doing remakes, like you said, is because it's so hard to get people to really get out and, you know, get their butts in these seats. You know, a lot of theater... Like, movie theaters aren't making money like how it used to be especially since Netflix was born, you know, Hulu, um, Amazon, you know, video, like they're competing with streaming companies and people are less and less people are going to the movies. Now everybody's staying home and they're streaming. So I think, like you said, that is a good point. You know, a lot of companies are saying, you know, movie theaters aren't making money like they used to be anymore. So instead of spending a million dollars on super bunny, knowing that people may or may not see it, let me spend a million dollars on a franchise that people grew up with, and that's going to drag them out of their houses to come sit in the movie theater. You know? Yeah. So, but so also the thing point. is, too, 
the movie theater experience is much better today than it was like 10 years ago, 20 years oh, ago. Yeah. Like I, like as a kid, I'm going to movie theater and like, yo, like the floor was sticky from soda, there was oh, popcorn God, everywhere, the, the seats were ruined and messed up. Um, and now you have these lounge chairs and, and, and it's very comfortable and roomy and like, oh, pick where you want a seat so no one ruins your seat. You know, and you have places like IPix theaters where, like, it's, you know, we'll serve you dinner while you watch your movie. You know, there's places where, like, it's practically a bed, you know, that you're sitting down on (laughs) with your partner to watch a movie and you're getting served food and liquor. You know, Um, there will come a time. You had to change it. Yeah, there will come a time where movies are made and you can go to the movie theater for 10 bucks. Or you could rent it for six hours for $20 at home. And it'll both be released yeah. on the same day. There'll come a time when that happens. Well, speaking of movies, we're going to dive into, um, since it's Halloween, you know, we're going to talk about our favorite horror movie character, basically. And obviously maybe one or two of their like favorite movies with that character. Um, I'll let you go first. Who's your favorite character? Absolute favorite horror character. Is um, Freddy Krueger. I knew it. <laughs> I, I I listen to me. I'm not a real horror. I'm not a real fan of horror movies. Okay, okay? I'm not. Um, there 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 have been some good ones, but you know, I just think it's a genre that is very niche, mm-hmm. and I don't like yo. Give me like a ghost possession type movie, like you know, horror. Yo, I'll watch the shit out of that. <laughs> but slasher movies, they, they don't really interest me. They don't. Because, you know, they used to be something that had a really good balance. Where of suspense, of drama, of humor, yeah. of good special effects, of bad special effects. So it was something to watch, you know. And then, like, the new ones are just too... In some ways sanitized, and in some ways not, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, um, I feel like a lot of horror movies, like you said, is nowadays it is totally niche. It's the same thing, you know. Young girl getting chased by a killer. Like it's. I mean, and I get that's like the you know chemical background of horror movies, but just do something different, you know. Like change listen, it up. the thing too about horror movies is they're too cliche. If you're black, you yeah. die first. <laughs> if you're Latino, you die second. If you're a jock, all right, you die third, okay? Yeah. All the white people go into the big scary house. Yeah. They all make wrong decisions, and one girl survives. It, it's it's just um, too niche, man. Like, give me give me an Alfred Hitchcock director of our time, and I get and like I guarantee you he'll uh, probably change the game. Don't tell me you don't like Alfred Hitchcock. The rope. I love the rope. Oh my god, that had me on the edge of my seat. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you don't like Alfred Hitchcock. I was I was curious to say you gotta get off the show. <laughs> no, no, no. I love Hitchcock. I mean I don't like everything, like I hate the birds and a couple other yeah. ones, but you know, like he has so many great classics that I'm just like, Oh man, I'm hooked. That's what I'm saying. Give me you know? give me a give me a current director of our time to have that style that he had. Like I think that will change how you, movies. You, um, saying that, you should look at a horror movie on Netflix called The Boy. I kept seeing that. I just never got a chance to really look at it yet. 
but I kept seeing like it pop up on my uh, feed. Watch it. It it um the by the way it's my recommendation for the week. Um, <laughs> the boy. It um it's great because it has a limited cast. Mm-hmm. They do a lot with the limited cast. They do a lot with the limited location. It has a really big twist at the end, and um, it creeps you out. Really. Oh, yeah, there are parts that really creep you out, and there are other parts you're like, oh, man, this is not good. You know? Um, it's good. I recommend it. It's really good. It's really good. So who is your favorite horror movie character or franchise? Uh, my favorite horror movie franchise would have to be Friday the 13th. Uh, I don't know. Um, I I watched a lot of Freddy, but... When I was younger, I watched a lot of Jason when I probably shouldn't have because I was too young to watch it, but I did anyway. And I just recently okay. found out, actually, uh, I was doing some research on Jason for the show, and he's actually based off of a true story. I don't, I don't know if you know about that. Yes. Yeah, it was um, it was an incident that happened in Finland near um, a lake called Lake Bodum. Uh, it was literally it was two couples. Uh, one of the boys was eighteen. The girl was fifteen. And I think the other girl was 16, something like that. But it was two couples, one boy, one girl of each. And they went camping near Lake Bodum. And all of a sudden, uh, I guess some nearby campers or bird watchers saw that, obviously, uh, there was a tent and the bodies were all massacred. And, like, to this day, they still don't know who killed them. You know, one of the boys was suspect to be one of the killers because he was the only one that survived and his and his girlfriend in particular was right. was stabbed the most she was like like tormented and people thought oh maybe he killed her because he found out something about her like she was cheating and then maybe he stabbed himself to make him to make it look like somebody stabbed him too because he didn't have that many damages as much as the other people did so but yeah to this day that case still is cold basically um but yeah, it's based off of a true true story. Obviously, they switched it up a little bit to be, uh, you know, Jason with a hockey mask and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just thought Jason, his character was pretty cool. He didn't really have a motive. You know, um, he just killed people because he could. No, but he did. He did have a motive. He did have a motive. What do you think his motive was? His motive was revenge. His motive was revenge. He's getting revenge on the camp counselors that let him die. And, um, you know... See, my problem, like, with Jason's, with the Jason movies was, yo, they really went off course, like, with Jason X when he was in space. Yeah. See, <laughs> I mean, good movie. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. You know, like, when they take the, the, the kids in the sleeping bag and he throws them against the tree. Man, that's probably, you know, hysterical. one of my favorite Jason kills of all time was when he did that. That was just so fucking, that was just so morbid. Oh, man, that was so morbid. Do you know which one was my favorite, Jason? I think it was called Friday the 13th, the final chapter, where the girl had telekinesis, telekinetic powers. I think so. I think it was the final chapter. Yeah, I think that's what it was, yeah. Because that's when he really got his ass kicked. (laughs) I think that's what it was. No, it was the first time, one, that uh, Jason had met his match, because this girl was his match, uh, one. Mm -hmm. And two, Jason actually showed some emotion. He was angry. He was frustrated. He, um, you know, I don't remember if he had fear, but he was angry and frustrated. Well, every other movie, he had no emotions. Yeah. And that's why th- that one was my favorite because it, it had a little bit of development that the other ones didn't have. Yeah. You know, 
Like, which one would I rewatch again? Jason X, even though it went way off course. Oh, my God. I watched Jason that one X again because it's funny. Jason X is the worst is that, movie of all time, period. Like, <laughs> I'm the one that went into space. The one that went into space. That wasn't Jason X? Yeah. Yeah, it was. But I think that was, in my opinion, the worst movie of all time. It was horrible. But admit it. It's rewatching. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because I've watched it, like, maybe a week ago when he started doing the horror movie nights on TV. And for some reason, I uh-huh. literally sat there and just watched the whole thing. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, it's it's horrible, but it's you want to watch it, though. It, like, it's watchable. Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's really weird. It's really weird. But uh, I think my favorite Jason movie of all time would probably have to be um, Jason Goes to Hell. And that's only because of the ending. I don't know if you remember that ending or not. No, what was the ending on that when one? When Jason... You know, he they found a way to kill him. They stabbed him, whatever, and the arms from hell came up from the ground, pulled him into hell, and his mask was laying on the ground, and then Freddy Krueger's claws came out the ground and grabbed Jason's mask. Yes, 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 yes. That was one of the best mo- moments in horror movie history because who knew at that time that we would have a crossover with Jason and Freddy Krueger, the, the two biggest icons in horror movie history. Like, and I, I think it took like years for them to make that movie. I think Freddy versus Jason didn't come out till like maybe like ten years later. And I remember, you know, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I remember waiting on that. I was like, "Yo, when are we gonna see something with this?" But yeah, that that moment was amazing. Um, see, like for like one of the reasons why I love Freddy Krueger so much is one, he came out of nowhere. Um. And two, yo, the first one was terrifying, yo. <laughs> Freddy was fucking scary. Oh, yeah, he was. The second one was fucking garbage, but it had its funny moments and it had scary moments. Third one was pretty good, and everyone thinks that one's the best, but for me, it's still the first one. Yeah. Because that one is actually scary. My favorite Jason movie would yeah, definitely be the first one and definitely be Jason Goes to Hell. Um some of the ones in between and after Jason Goes to Hell was just horrible. But I just liked him as a character. You know, I just thought it was different, you know, compared to, you know, Freddy Krueger, who's really, you know, I don't know, like, he was really colorful. And Jason was just like, you know what? I'm just going to kill you. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to run. I'm going to take my time, and I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> so I just thought that that was really different. I, I like the fact that Freddy's had a built-in weakness. Like, if you didn't fear him, Mm-hmm. You know, then he had no power. Yeah. You know, if you forgot about him, he went away. Like I liked that 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 vulnerability. I just disliked it. With Jason, I just there was no vulnerability. Yeah. You know, he just happened to be stopped at the end. Those two are the the horror movie giants. Oh yeah, for you know. Sure. Um, like if they and I, I have nothing but. You know, I mean, I remember watching those movies as a kid and, and you know, as a teenager, as in my 20s, you know, yeah. um, but it just wasn't my, uh, it wasn't for me, it wasn't as rewatchable as Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, what about a movie that scared you as a kid, but you rewatched as an adult and you were like, eh, not as scary as I thought? Um, that's a really good question, actually. Um, Wow. I would probably have to say the first, uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, like that movie really scared the crap out of me, like a lot. Like I, I literally couldn't. I like, 
not even just the first one, but just Freddy Krueger movies in general. I don't know why. I used to watch Jason movies like crazy, but there was just something about Freddy, man, that just scared the shit out of me. And I literally couldn't watch his movies as a kid. I would try to, you know, I would try to watch it during the day. I would catch like a few scenes. And then once I saw him do a certain thing or kill somebody a certain way, I'm like, all right, I'm done. Can't look at it, you know. But um, now what about now? Nowadays, it's it's some some of the stuff is kind of funny, you know, <laughs> like just the way he kills people, and you know, Freddy is really he's a really colorful character. He 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 adds he right. he adds humor to his like you know you know to killing people and stuff like that, so it doesn't seem as bad. But like being a kid watching that stuff, it's freaking terrifying. Like he's like the perfect boogeyman, basically. So. And for the fact that he killed you with so much humor, like made him dark to me, you know, like he, like he would stab you and like, he'll laugh in your face about it. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. See, for me, it was, God, it was a movie called Videodrome. I'll never forget it. It was this really weird movie that I don't remember really what it was about. I remember that, um, uh, oh, what is her name? The lead singer from Blondie was in it. She was naked in it. And as a kid, I was like, woohoo, Blondie's naked. <laughs> um, uh, but, like, people would, like, put videotapes inside their stomachs. What? Uh, it was just, oh, yeah, dude, it was just really weird and grotesque. And then I saw it again as an adult, and I was like, I was scared of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Video Drone, you said? Video Drone, yeah. I'm going to have to look at that, because I've never heard of that one. That sounds crazy. There's there's clips on YouTube, you know. Yeah, I'm actually on YouTube um, right now. I'm gonna try to look it up because that sounds interesting. Yeah, it was it was just a strange movie, man. Dude, I I've watched a lot of movies in my life. <laughs> so so which movie did you watch when you was a kid that scared the hell out of you and still scares the hell out of you to this day? Um, Showgirls, because I can't believe somebody actually paid money <laughs> to make it. Did you steal that line from Scream? (laughs) Dude, it's true, though. Oh, man. It's absolutely true. Yo, man, listen to me. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Van Housen, whatever his name, the director from RoboCop and and, uh, and, uh, Starship Troopers, that director. Oh, he made Uh, that movie? Very, Herrhausen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was a director of that movie. Um, Just a terrible movie what is that movie about I, I i've heard about it i've never watched it like is that an actual horror movie hey, no no i am not bailing you out you are watching that movie <laughs> oh man i keep hearing about it and I, I i never got a chance to watch it but i hear people talk a yo, lot of trash about it yo and let me tell you something i used to thought i used to think jesse from saved by the bell was i think it's jesse the actress who was in it thought she was fine oh really and then i saw her on showgirls i'm like I was like, you know, that kind of, I, I don't know. It just, differently now. <laughs> the setting of the movie made me uninterested in her. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something about it that just made me go, uh, and it's gone. So for me, all right, the, the movie that scared me, like that scared the hell out of me when I was a kid and still does to this day would have to be The Exorcist. That movie, man, I, I just can't. I, I don't know why. But there's just something about that movie that I, I, to this day, I just can't watch it. Like, I just cannot look at that movie because it freaks me the hell out. I guess because of the fact that it's, 
almost kind of realistic. Maybe not to that extreme, but I don't know, man. That that movie, if I had to pick one of my favorite horror movies of all time, period, I would have to say The Exorcist is probably the scariest movie of all time, in my opinion, to me. Uh, I I agree with you. It's up there, like in 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 the top three. Yeah. Because I, um, for I, me, yeah. for me, it would be um in the top three, no particular order. Mm-hmm. Would definitely be Psycho, the original Alfred Hitchcock. Oh yeah. Um, uh, The Exorcist, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third one, I'm not so sure. That's because there's this really, I mean, there's a lot of good films, but to pick a top three, it's really hard. Like, you got to be on a, a certain level of just, I don't know, you got to be on a certain level to fit that top three. And it's kind of hard to pick top three, honestly. I mean, I know my, like I said, one of my top three would be The Exorcist. It'd be, it'd be hard for me to pick two more, honestly. I would maybe, my third one for sure, or at least top five would be the first Scream movie. Um. Uh, I don't like it that much. I liked it because it was it was it, it was smart. Like it was a really certain aspects about it was smart, and I liked the fact that it made fun of itself and that it made fun of the horror genre in general. It was just something really yeah. different. And if you were a true horror fan, like a true film horror fan, like I feel like that's what Scream was made for. It was made for true horror fans because of the fact that it paid so much. It, it paid so much homage to different you know, horror movies and like the rules of horror movies and things like that. That's why I liked it so much. Uh, two, three, and four after that was like, eh, whatever. So. I listen, Scream was very intelligent and, and a lot of people don't give horror movie audiences credit for our, for being very intelligent. You know, um, you know, a lot of them are smarter than they give them credit for. All right. That's going to be it for tonight, man. Um, Another show, episode three, is in the wraps right about now. So do you have any closing statements, anything you want to say to the people before you get out of here? Yes, I do. Um, We are going to be playing with our formats over the next couple of episodes. Uh, We're going to try to shorten some things, um, uh, lengthen other parts, try to keep our conversation a little more um, targeted. I know I'm at fault for a lot of moving off to different tangents. But um, stick with us, and we're going to get things tuned in and dialed in just right. But uh, it will take some time. And also some episodes, we may not cover all the topics that we normally do. We may just actually cover um, one or two. Um, But other than that, don't forget, like, comment, subscribe um, on our YouTube channel. Uh, Don't forget we have a Patreon channel. Any little bit helps. Um, helps Helps keep the lights on and keeps the show going. Uh, we're doing the show strictly out of love, and we'd like to sh- hopefully you guys show some love. And if you can give us some support, that would awesome. Um, don't forget, we're doing the contest. Um, once you reach 50 comments on on iTunes, uh, we're going to pick one person at random, and you will win um, a 50. We said a fifty dollar gift card, right? Uh, yeah, fifty dollar Apple Apple right. Store gift card. Apple Store gift card. So. One hundred comments gets you a fifty dollars Apple Store gift card. Um, if you prefer something else, maybe we could work out something. But um, show some support and love. Now, are we doing one hundred comments or fifty comments for the fifty? Um, right. Let um, that's up to you. You want to do hundred? You want to do fifty? Fifty for fifty? Uh, 
Let's do, yeah, there we go. 50 for 50. <laughs> 50 for 50. You got it. We're down. All right, that sounds good. I think Lowe's pretty much said everything best. So, once again, J House Radio, episode three. Thanks for checking us out, guys, and have a safe Halloween. Catch you later. Bye.